0: and welcome to people politics we're debating today is the conservative party still a one nation party now on the people politics in-house team we have adam hello and we have katie and going against them from east norfolk college we have jake hello and we have amber
1: hello
0: hello to all of you thank you for joining us now could people politics please provide their opening statement?
2: One nation conservatism is an ideology which is recognised today as a product of Benjamin Disraeli's ideas, which came apparent via his novels Sybils and Collinsby. Disraeli warns that our Britain faced the risk of being divided into two Britons, the divide be that of a rich Britain and a poor Britain. Disraeli took an individual approach to this risk by encouraging modernised conservative policies, such as taking on a capitalist-based economy this is all whilst ensuring the responsibility the rich have to the poor is paid uh, as covered in, in a fresh idea which became known at, at the time as paternalism. With this said, our team believes we have a strong case to suggest that the modern Conservative Party is still, a, uh, still has Benjamin Disraeli's one-nation conservatism centrally ingrained in party policy. Thank you very much. Now, East Norfolk College, could you please provide your opening statement?
1: Okay, so... One nation conservatism values the fundamentals of a traditional society. It withstands the importance of community. Disraeli understood the disparity of wealth in the 1800s. His one nation ideology provided a one size fit all take to politics via paternalism to offer support to working class and avoiding socialism. Um, in contrast, factualism neglects the idea of society and one which provides state intervention for that matter. Many how conservative politicians began their political career in Thatcher's government and now face the question, One Nation or Thatcherism? Always a taboo, many deny their affiliation to Factorism. However, through policies and budgets, it is clear that One Nation Conservatism is not preserved.
0: Thank you very much. Would pupil politics like to pose any questions to East Norfolk College?
3: If it is true that the Conservative Party is no longer a One Nation Conservative Party, can you please explain which ideology they now follow and exemplify it?
1: Um, I think it's arguable that from their manifestos, we can see that there's a kind of a balance between One Nation and Thatcherism. But what we often see is that the things they claim to be One Nation and things like NHS funding they don't usually go ahead whereas we see things such as more police officers and um, prison sentences, which were in the 2019 manifesto and that's something that questions uh, ideology.
2: Do we have a rebuttal from People Politics? Uh, I understand exactly what you mean. However, we all know that the government spent over half a billion pounds per day on uh, furloughs, particularly over you know uh, over the first few months of the pandemic uh, after we went into lockdown. So uh, I do believe that the government does indeed you know work with high spending
4: on you know state institutions. I would counter that by saying that if it wasn't for the pandemic, there is it's very unlikely that we would have seen the government spending on that level and if you look at their 2019 manifesto um they wanted to continue decreasing tax and lowering public spending in certain areas and it was only in areas of defense and policing where we really saw that the um, spending was going to be increased and that draws interesting parallels with the thatcher government who took money out of welfare programmes to really focus in on funding, defence and policing and things like that, which is new right or Thatcherist policy.
3: To counter what you're saying, um, the 2019 manifesto says it aims to help working families the furlough scheme does essentially just that. It helps working families, which in essence is helping to um, is helping with the rich-poor gap, which is one of Disraeli's main points and arguments as a one-nation conservative. I would also agree that um, although yes, they wanted to decrease spending and taxes, but one of their main reasons in the manifesto of why they wanted to cre- decrease taxes is for poor, is for poorer people. It says that they aim to. Decreased taxes for for poorer people, which again helps with the rich poor gap. Again, another one nation um, ideology.
4: The in the conservative manifesto, the tax cuts were also to corporations, which is more towards Thatcher side of things. And also the furlough scheme wasn't to support working families. It was to support families who weren't able to work because of the pandemic. And if there was no pandemic, families would have been able to work, so there would have been no furlough scheme. Um, I,
3: well, families of people who can't work are still working families, whether or not furlough, if people can't go to their job, then they were being paid to either do their job at home or, you know, not being, not actually doing their job, they were still being paid and they were still being given the aid from the government, which in essence is helping out the poorer families who couldn't, you know, that but for you know to highlight also furthermore the 2019 manifesto says it aims to help businesses start and grow and increase employment which is for small business although what they wanted to cut taxes they also wanted to to, um, highlight and promote smaller businesses to help them grow increase employment which is a one nation conservative ideology again
1: to counteract that we've also seen a really really large increase in unemployment And that isn't something that's been supported and has supported working class families and you know lower classes they haven't been supported and that goes further than the pandemic and arguably that's more factor is the lack of support for people who can't really afford lots of things and are in that sense of absolute and relative poverty.
3: In essence, it is mostly working class families that the furlough scheme goes to. Like the furlough scheme isn't necessarily needed for the people in the um, who have got lots of money from their jobs where they earn lots because they'll have enough money to support them through savings. Whereas working class families, it's the furlough scheme that is vital for to you know to help keep them afloat, to stop people from going homeless, to stop a, a homelessness crisis that is in essence stop that and it is you know it's helped working class families significantly
1: about that it hasn't really prevented much homelessness and those sorts of things because we have seen increase and you spoke about before helping smaller businesses well those smaller businesses are the ones who have suffered and despite government funding have not made it up or out of the pandemic and that meant that more people are suffering and are dealing with problems with their socioeconomic status more people are becoming working class families and relying on benefits and that's something that that has been failed by one nation government and it's clear to see that those most likely are Thatcherist Tories.
2: Okay so putting together I think Thatcherists and Tories you know with, with these uh you know with, with the furlough scheme is I think quite odd really because you know uh, it, of course this is only speculation but I think we all know that under a Thatcher government we really would not see you know any kind of support, half as good as what we're seeing at the moment. And it's, of course, regrettable. However, when you're in a pandemic, which has seen one of the biggest economic hits in, you know, as long as most people in the country can remember, Of course we're going to see a rise in homelessness. Of course we're going to see a hit to small businesses. This is inevitable. However, Benjamin Disraeli-inspired policies, such as the furlough scheme, such as support for small businesses, have indeed helped during the pandemic.
1: You could argue that during a pandemic, there isn't necessarily room for these strong political ideologies. And, you know, even if Boris Johnson or the Cabinet are in fact um, factious, they can't really be like, okay, we're not going to provide all this funding because if not, we would go into further economic recession and have a bigger crisis than we're already in. And that's not really, that doesn't really provide room for them to be like, okay, I'm one nation, so I'm do this and I'm factious, so I'm do that, there isn't much room for that in the state.
4: It's also important to note that While you you point out, quite correctly, that we wouldn't have seen a furlough scheme under a Thatcher government, that's because there wasn't a pandemic under the Thatcher government. It's not possible to compare what governments would or wouldn't have done because the scenarios are completely different. Thank you
0: very much. Would East Norfolk College like to pose any questions to pupil politics?
4: Um, I'd like to... um, Ask them to turn their attention to um, some of the immigration policies of this government and when they're compared to a Thatcher government, uh, we saw um, that Margaret Thatcher was against a lot of immigration and uh, she didn't want um, people from other countries coming in and devaluing, for lack of a better word, a, a British sense of shared culture. And um, we've also seen now in more current times pretty Patel's immigration policy, we now have a points based immigration system so only immigrants who will benefit our economy are allowed in and there was even talk of having all undocumented immigrants deported to an island where they could be processed and I cannot see how that can tie in with a one nation ideology so I was wondering if they could find a way to tie that in. Okay, I I do
2: understand the speculation, however, uh, as we all know, <laughs> um, the vast majority of ben, you know, Benjamin Disraeli's writing was, well, in fact, all of Benjamin Disraeli's writing was before we saw mass immigration, as we're seeing at the moment. So is it is it really fair to, you know, really commit to saying what a one-nation conservative policy is on immigration, considering the fact that, you know, the author of one-nation conservatism wasn't alive to see immigration at such a rate that it is at the moment? So h- how do you really know, for sure exactly what that is. So uh, what what I'm, you know, really like the core of what I'm asking is, uh, are we sure that we're really asking the correct question over immigration? And are we not a touch presumptuous as to what a one nation conservative policy is
4: on immigration? I I think that is a, a valid response. But at the same time, What we do know is what is the spirit of one nation conservatism it's about um, uniting a divided nation under one nation that's where the name comes from. So you could deduce from that that a one nation government would want people, regardless of their social class or their ethnic backgrounds to be united under one nation, so they wouldn't have as much restriction on on immigration.
3: I mean, under the current immigration policies, we are also currently encouraging other people of other ethnic diversities to come if they've got good working skills. If they will offer great things to our society, then of course they can come join. Under the points-based system, it's kind of a, your qualities and whatnot, your diversities, yes, they're good. We want them, which, in essence, um, can be, you know, isn't necessarily a that right thing because she just wanted to crack... The Thatcherite um, sort of essence was to just crack down on immigration entirely instead of just being like, well, actually, their workers are helping us significantly. Like with the 20,000 more nurses, we're not necessarily going to be able to get them all from within the UK. Boris has understood that and said he's going to open it up to wider communities, which is typically more, you know, pro-outside reach on certain jobs and certain facilities on immigration which the Thatcherite
1: wouldn't necessarily have.
0: Uh, Would you like to ask any other questions?
1: What policies do you find fundamentally one nation that have come up in recent time, before Covid?
3: Okay, um, well. Pre-COVID, we've got reaching we've got the reaching net zero by twenty fifty. We've also got um, investing more into science schools, apprenticeships, and infrastructure, which is something that the government have been very keen to do. They want to definitely increase spending and increase investment into those areas, which is all one uh, is all one nation ideology.
1: So that's from the manifesto, but what things have we actually seen that move towards that? What have we? Actually, what legislature have we seen passed that correlates with what they claim?
2: Right. Okay. So there's that, you know that, there's countless examples of this. So we can look at the uh, even though of course it is uh, during COVID, it's um unrelated to covid so if we look at the recent spring budget Rishi Sunak of course um unveiled the uh, the, the new town fund where he'd been uh, looking into um investing into areas such as uh, Teesside to help with uh, investment with um, steel ports of course this is uh, creating you know you know hundreds you know perhaps thousands of jobs in uh, lower class areas or predominantly lower class areas, should I say, not to be too presumptuous with it, um, and um, yeah, it, it, it creates, you know, vast numbers of jobs, um, it's, I, I think that's an excellent example, so that, you know, there were countless other examples, which, you know, I'm sure I can list off, of, uh, you know, conservative uh, policies which have been enacted, which haven't been uh, related to COVID,
4: I just wanna go back to one of your previous answers where you mentioned the environment as one of the reasons why this is a one nation um, government as opposed to a Thatcherist government. Um, Margaret Thatcher was actually pretty keen on environmental action. She actually created or played a part in the creation of the intergovernmental plan on climate change, which called for looking in more detail at what measures needed to be taken to combat climate change. So I don't think it's fair you to claim that environmental action is a solely a one nation thing
0: thank you very much any further questions from people politics to East Norfolk College
2: so uh, while we do see uh, as of course Jake has mentioned previously uh, policies which have been uh, raised by Priti Patel some fairly hard line uh, law and order policies we have also seen some Um, uh, I don't really like to use the phrase, but maybe sort of cuddly policies on law and order uh, where we're, you know, looking more into the causes of crime rather than, you know, preventing, which is the usual brush which pretty Patel can be tarnished with by the media. So, you know, of course, we've seen, uh, you know, massive investment into mental health services, which is of course a cause of crime to an extent. We've seen uh, investment into uh, drug clinics, a cause of crime. We've seen investment into uh, rehabilitation centres in prisons, a cause of crime. So I, I do wholeheartedly think that um, where facturism looks uh, further into cracking down on crime, the yeah, come Modern conservative, one nation party does look into not only the causes of crime, but also dealing with crime head on when it's faced. Uh,
4: you pointed out the investment that has been made into things like drug services, mental health services. But actually, if you look at the funding over time, in real terms, they are facing cuts after cuts after cuts. And I don't see how cutting mental health services, cutting drug services, can be aligned with one nation ideology
2: um okay yeah so i I completely understand what you're saying however over the past year i believe there's been or past two years sorry i believe there's been a addition of 300 million towards the mental health services within the uk so what statistics do you have to back up the fact that there's not as much support in real terms
4: Uh, Just to respond to um, your request for statistics, I I don't have the specific, like, in terms of cuts and stuff, but um, a a study found that despite the investment going in to mental health services, um, to actually see an actual improvement in mental health services, an extra one and a half billion pounds would be needed. On top of what's been announced, so that what has been announced doesn't go nearly far enough to actually see a notable, noticeable change in mental health provision.
1: I'd like to add that there were seventy nine million um, added to me- to youth mental health, but that was achieved by um, pressure groups and that sort of format. Um, we had Dr. Alex, who was a Love Island contestant, campaign for that to happen, and. That wouldn't have happened the same way as we saw with the free school meals and Marcus Rutherford. We wouldn't have seen that just from the kindness of Boris Johnson. We saw that because of people outside of politics who campaigned for that to happen, and it was public scrutiny that caused those changes.
0: Thank you very much. Would East Norfolk College please provide their closing statement?
4: During this debate, we have discussed some of the policies that this government has that may be one nation, maybe new right, maybe green, maybe socialist. And I think that shows, as Adam, you quite rightly pointed out, that fitting specific policies into brackets of one nation, Thatcher, socialist, green or whatever, isn't particularly effective in deciding a party's ideology because there's so much overlap. So to establish whether a party is what ideology a party follows, you have to look at the spirit of what they're trying to do in a way. And as we established earlier, Benjamin Disraeli's vision of one nation conservatism was to unite a country that was divided by social class. And over 140 years later, poverty is on the rise and society is even more divided over class, race and ideology. The rows over Brexit have led to divorce and risks within families and outrage is the order of the day. Instead of pursuing policies to heal these divisions, this government seems to love causing controversy from race reports that deny the existence of institutional racism to hardline immigration policy and clampdowns on freedom of speech and protests. People even argue over Boris's haircut. There is no way that this Marmite government that has overseen so much division can claim to be a unifying one nationist. Thank you
0: very much. Would People Politics please provide their closing statement?
3: On the contrary, um, you said the spirit of what they're trying to do. Well, surely the spirit of what the Conservative Party are trying to do is highlighted within their manifesto, which is what they're going to do over their course of being in power. And you also mentioned that there was a balance between One Nation and Thatcherite within their manifesto. I would disagree. It's more heavily One Nation with the um, increase of employment and the aims to help smaller businesses A One Nation and... Um, a one nation ideology that aims to help the poor gap, help homelessness, um, help their NHS funding, uh, increase funding for for other areas such as science, education, all of these areas, again, one nation. Even with crime, you can see that they have clearly taken an emphasis, yes, on being tough on crime, which is a thatcher. However, they also have the underlying um, they also have the underlying areas of what are the causes how can we help the causes how can we stop it how can we prevent it how can we get to it before it becomes a, a problem of crime and they're putting more money towards that as seen within the past two years so to say that the spirit of what they're trying to do isn't necessarily not one nation would be wrong thank you very much so uh,
0: thank you so much uh for joining us thank you adam and katie thank you jake and amber please remember that you can vote at qmc politics on instagram and twitter and whilst you're on twitter please go and follow politics en and listen to their podcast end the loop thank you very much for joining us goodbye